0: class emails episode 3 That's it 3. <laughs> oh, I I heard you stumbling over what episode this was. <laughs> I thought it was 3, but I was like I'm not sure, so I'm not going to say it. Oh, I'm Jeff. I'm Josh, and hopefully you've already listened to the M class podcast episode, but if you haven't, you don't need to. Yeah. You don't I need mean, to. We're just going to spoil all kinds of crazy shit for you, but whatever. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so let's get straight into the emails first, Well, first email. off actually thank you everybody who wrote in in case I forget and also if you would like your email read on the air by the two handsomest motherfuckers in the world oh shit yeah then you can send it to mclassemails at gmail.com fucking send it or <laughs> or is it just mclassemail oh yeah God. there's no s it's just mclassemail no, no s at gmail.com Our first email is from Gavin Williams, who is a. I thought you were going to say Gavin Rossdale. No. Gavin, Gavin Williams is a good dude. I love you, Gavin Williams. He says, Jeff and Josh. Hi. What would a Ferengi infomercial be like? What would they be selling? (laughs) What sort of snake oil could Ferengi push in the 24th century? Love, Gavin. P.S. You dudes are rad. Keep up the good work. (laughs) What a fucking incredible question. That is a really great question. It reminds me of the episode of DS9 when Quark hacks the computer to play his commercial. (laughs) And then every replicated drink comes in that Quark mug. (laughs) Dude, I want that Quark mug. Dude, I I bet you could find somebody who I'm would sure. make them. I'm sure. I think when they turned it, it, it played the song. Go to Quarks. Quarks is fun, or whatever the fucking song was. I feel like a Ferengi infomercial would definitely be aimed directly at you'd get laid if you bought this. Because that's all Ferengi seemed to care about besides there would, money. There, yeah, there would be definitely uh, sexy dabo girls. Oh, Yeah. Like, either on the set, like a QVC set, or, like, you know, just pictures of them, maybe. And Uh, they would definitely be, um, like, non-Ferengi females. Oh, yeah, no, no, Because that seems to be all Ferengis care about. Yeah, they don't care about Ferengi females. Ferengis are all about species mixing. Yeah. They, uh, they like weird, like unnamed species. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just their like favorite sexy unnamed species girl, you know. There I imagine it would either be aimed at like straight at their libido, like sexy dabo girls, yeah. selling whatever or it's dick pills. It would definitely be if you buy this, it will make you money. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll maybe it's like like a fleshlight but for umox, like maybe it's just like an <laughs> ear massager. <laughs> They're just, like, plastic hands that give you umocks. Oh, my God. That, like, rub your ears. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, an infomercial would probably be, like, the skeeviest Ferengi shit, too. Like, it would be, yeah. like, uh, a holographic imager that you can hide so you can take a holographic image of any lady you want to put in your hologram. <laughs> <laughs> Put in your hollow sweet. It, it's like perverted as seen on TV show. Oh, yeah. This, absolutely. Oh my God. God. Well, or it would be the thing that cleans their teeth. Oh, the tooth sharpener. Yeah, the tooth sharpener. I love when Warp is like, how much? Like he wants it. <laughs> it's, it's gotta be the tooth sharpener. It's gotta be like, Are your teeth short, flaccid, rounded can you not pull ladies yeah. at the local dabo table because <laughs> your teeth aren't impressive enough they're not fangy enough then if I got the product for you not only will it make your teeth sharp and sensual for the ladies but it'll also make you more profitable in the long run yeah. because studies show that profits go up as teeth points go up <laughs> you like wrote a whole infomercial That's great <laughs> Right off the top of my fucking head. I'm sticking, too. I'm sticking with the the, the flashlight for the Uma. It's I'm gotta be. <laughs> gotta be. Thanks for that question though, Gavin. That was that was a really good question. That was a good one. Our next email is from Jonathan Long. Oh yeah. Who titled his email, Why No Mike? <laughs> As the title indicates, my concern is of the lack of Mike Sadorf. Read as say what? Thank you. (laughs) Say what? Uh, That was a request. I had to do that, everybody. I I didn't do that because I thought I was being clever. I want everyone to know that. (laughs) Yes. Say what? Uh, He was killer in Syndication Station. Is it because you only got 3.7 terabytes of memory left on your recording devices? (laughs) Man, that, just digging in, dude. That was a joke based on how much Mike talks ol- and overanalyzes things. You don't have to read the explanation. I know the joke landed, but I did it anyway. I did it anyway. Uh, but seriously, though, with Jeff being awesome, could we see some Syndication Station: The Next Generation up in this bitch? Oh man, what a great name! That would have been great to name that show. That yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mike doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> Mike moved. Mike moved to California. Yeah, Mike is gone forever. So, but, like, also, like, Mike was here for the one episode that I did with you. Yeah, he laughed in the background once. Yeah, all he laughed him. in the background. Yeah. Um, but, I, I don't know, he was on Syndication Station with me, and I, and this is a different show. Right? Yes. Like, this is a... Compl- this is... This is a, uh, the uh, The episode of syndication station that was about Encounter and Farpoint, but as an entire podcast. Yeah. That's what this is. It's just a different show, and, like, I don't know, man. Like, he he doesn't need to be on all the shows. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I love like, Mike. it's funny that, like, uh, this podcast was gonna happen one way or another. I just said it, it would be awesome if I had somebody to be on the podcast with me, and yeah. Josh was like, I'll do it. Yeah, fucking, So us talk about Star Trek? Fuck yeah. So all these people that are like, who's Jeff? Where's Mike Sedor?" This is my podcast, Yeah, bitch. it's, like, it's <laughs> funny, because like, <laughs> I know you're not saying that, by the way, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, you guys have gotten me to watch all the awful original series movies. Up until recently, I'd only seen the good ones. <laughs> the Final Frontier felt like a rough cut with missing parts. Things sort of uh, just jumped into being. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you watched them. Yeah, it's an experience you have to have as a Star Trek fan. It makes you appreciate the good ones more. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as if it was re- uh, referencing past source material that was necessary to really make sense out of it. That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh no professional writer, director, or producer would seriously put something out like that, right? <laughs> well, uh well, it's still, there still is better one, than the Abrams one guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And for the record, I sent this email before listening to the Undiscovered Country episode. Was that last sentence incriminating? No it wasn't. Bye y'all. <laughs> Bye y'all. <laughs> they just wanted me to say y'all. They like you. They like your. your, your I don't even notice it. I don't even notice it. My Southernisms. You're not even close to Southern. Like, yeah. you're not even. Not really. There's some real Southern ass <laughs> dudes, man. Like, who, you can't even understand what they're saying. Um, thanks for writing in, though. Appreciate thank that. Thank you. Also, Good thanks email. for saying I was awesome. I appreciate that. Who? Oh, uh, him. But also you. I said it too. Also you. You don't have to thank me. Don't worry. <laughs> I said it, it was me. You don't have to thank. Me. <laughs> um our next email is from Sam who says Sam. How's it going, co captains of the starship Abram Suxedick? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> my name's cool name. my name's Sam and I'm an aspiring animator currently working on in my MFA in visual arts. Also, Ooh. I love your podcast. That's pretty cool. I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Uh, even though my experience with Star Trek has been cursory at best, you guys have a solid vibe, and I'm always happy to listen to creative people talk about the intentional aspects of design and media. You oh, guys wow. do that, and I like it. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that somebody likes that part of the podcast. Yeah. I know uh, people enjoy the silly fun times, but I'm glad people like the analysis as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really like it's like a sandwich. It is. It's like the the buns are the silliness and the the meat buns is are the dick jokes. Yeah, <laughs> the dick joke buns. Dick dick buns. Shirt it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> My question to you is this: At what point does the message or underlying meaning of a film make or break that film? There's obviously no one answer to this since everyone has their own threshold of quality and expectation when they watch a movie. But I wanted to hear your own personal feelings on the matter. At what point does... Okay, sorry, go ahead. The reason I ask this is in part because of how heavily Star Trek leans on its ability to reflect upon the nature of humanity and provide some response. Even if this or that scene doesn't work, if the movie or episode is at least saying something provocative, that counts for something. It gives it some Mm -hmm. greater purpose. On the the other hand, at what point does a movie saying, here's what you should get out of this, become so grating and obvious that it becomes a detriment as opposed to a strength? Is it just a matter of subtlety or cleverness? Well, that's the art, right? Like that's the whole that's the rub. Like there's there's always that line that can be crossed. Yeah. And I feel like there's wiggle room with that. If you cross over the line a few times but not very far, y- yeah. It can be forgiven. But it's when you get to the point where you're just beating your audience over the head with your message is where yeah, it becomes like the, intolerable. Like, yeah, like in the Abrams movie, it's about the family. Oh, we're oh, a family. Okay. And they do the, the same shit in the Fast and the Furious I was movie, gonna say, that's, family. that's Fast and the Furious as fuck. And I mean, yeah. the, the director was, in, was the one who did Beyond, so... Right, and um. it... it but, I mean, they even do that before him. They do that in the first one. The first one when they first meet each other. Like, yeah, they're a already family. a family now. It's like, what? No, you're not. You just met each other. You went to school with each other. For, <laughs> and you didn't even take the same fucking no, classes. you literally just met each other sometimes. Like, uh, I, I bring up this question because in my MFA program, I'm reading and writing about the different periods of art in the modern world. And there's a mm-hmm. good amount of stuff that I can respect but couldn't care less about. My teacher had us watch the Chromaster Cycle 3 which if you don't know is kind of like watching somebody mentally masturbate over the interior of the (laughs) Guggenheim from top to bottom and then go back and give it three more coats of that syrupy mind jizz (laughs) <laughs> That's a great. Line. I don't that really is. I don't Shit. really like it. It's filled with references and allusions to art culture and the greater sphere of its influences and I felt this strange parallel between what it was doing as an art film and what reboot films like In the Darkness do in terms of fan service. Yeah, That's I went to film school, so like I totally get that. Like I get exactly what you're saying. Like I had to watch like movies like, you know, Seventh Seal and 400 Blows and The mm. Bicycle Thief and, like, all this shit. I don't shit know any where, of that shit, so... <laughs> well, like they're, they're like, they're, like, great great movies, but, like, I'm not gonna go home and watch the fucking Bicycle Thief, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, I like it because it's uh, so important. Like, it's a good movie, but it's not, like... I don't I don't know, I don't know. It's not something I would spend my time ta- my free time watching. you know what I mean? It's so it, I totally get that there's uh, there's always this like uh, I, I describe it as a difference between these two documentaries that I watched when I was uh, in college. Yeah, um, we watched this documentary called uh, Helvetica, which mm-hmm, is super mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. but it's popular for a reason because it's fun. Right. And then we watched this other documentary uh, called, like, uh, Gross Something. Yeah. And uh, not gross point blank, by the way. That's (laughs) That's not a documentary. That was sadly not a documentary. It could have been. It was called Gross Something after another fun. And it was the most fucking tedious up-its-own-ass shit I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, anyone who makes art, like, you're gonna run into those people where they're just constantly up their own dickhole. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of them. But... To get to get back to your first question, like at what point does the message or underlying meaning of a film make or break that film? I feel like in Star Trek it's more important than it is in a lot of other films. I absolutely agree with that, yes. Like the underlying message is the core of Star Trek. In other right. stuff, there isn't a core in that same way. The core in like the Indiana Jones movies is like adventure and fun. Right. And same thing with Star Wars too. Like there's some thematic, like mythological thematic nicks going on I can't talk but like there's no like the entire reason that the the crew of these starships the crews of the ships are out there is to explore and be better humans and that's the core of the show, right? And if you miss that, I mean, right? We talk about liking uh, the Voyage Home a lot, and that's like a fun, like whale heist movie, really. <laughs> yeah, but whale heist. It's <laughs> the rare whale heist film. <laughs> that's the, you can get a whale heist movie on any shelf in your blockbuster. <laughs> all right, there's maybe there's one, maybe two, <laughs> but like. It's like a heist movie at its core or whatever, and it's like basic building blocks, but it doesn't yes. lose the core of what Star Trek is at the center right. of it. And you don't have right. to like beat your audience over the head with it, but it always has to be there in a Star Trek film, or yeah. else you get something like 2009, or Into Darkness, right. or really Beyond doesn't have it either. And right. that's the frustrating thing that the people who make Star Trek keep missing. That boggles my mind. That it does make or break the film when you're making. They a don't Star want Trek it movie. to. They refuse to believe it. It it does. They don't. They don't want to deal with that. It's no, too hard. That's it's like too baggage much work. for them, right? Yeah. They can't make their action film if right. They have to worry about this whole other shit that they have to go through. Well, y- well, you'd have to write a show. <laughs> yeah, that's you'd have problem. to write it. And that they don't want to do that. Sam continues. Is focusing needlessly on Amy Mullins as a cat person with no legs that different from using triple blood to cure death? (laughs) At a glance, you'd probably say they're completely different. You'd also probably ask, what the hell I'm talking about? That's (laughs) your smart man, Sam. You knew where I was headed. Amy Mullins. (laughs) I don't know that. Cat person? My 12 pair of legs. Ted Talk. Uh, But they're both preying on the same manipulative techniques of audience recognition to make up for the fact that they have no greater reason to be there as far as the story is concerned. It's Uh just something that people in the know can point out and say, look, that thing I know, I know that too. This movie is better now. Yeah, that's how movies work now. Fucking Sam should have his own podcast. I know, he's way better at this (laughs) than we are. Uh, it's not like there's nothing of merit in that film, and to be fair to it, the references are very intentionally utilized, but the final product feels needlessly disjointed for the sake of its symbolism, and that symbolism is so abrasive, it just yeah. feels like we, the audience, are being asked to tolerate the film so we can appreciate it in the way it claims to deserve. I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of a Star Trek fan, and I think it's a, it's a cheat. They're, they're trying to cheat. They're trying to kill two birds with one stone. They're, they're like, well, we'll just put in this shit, and Star Trek fans will jizz, because like, that's what people do now when they see things that they know. But the dummies who don't like Star Trek, they'll like it, because like it's just goofy and fun. It's like, you can't have both of those things. Yeah. They're trying to straddle the fence, right? Yeah. And yeah. the thing about trying to meet the middle ground in art... No one's happy. ...is that no one's happy, and also it's boring it fails it fails ultimately at what it's trying to do like, the only thing that's mo- that's like less interesting than being bad in movies is being boring yeah and it's middle of the road safe like same movie we've seen 7 million times just with Star Trek coat of paint yeah uh, it's, a, it's a shitty sci-fi movie at that but then you add the Star Trek element and it's like it's dog shit I mean, we can could, we could talk about this so much. Like, yeah. I, I, I really just hate them. <laughs> uh, plenty of critics love the Cremaster Cycle. Cremaster? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. The Cremaster yeah. Cycle when it was coming out. My art teacher was practically giggling to himself while we were watching it. And I think yeah. it's fair to say that it's in part due to the fact that it played to their interests and sensibilities. Just like Spock shouting Khan plays to the sensibilities of the people who want to see Star Trek stuff in a Star mm. Trek film. In the Darkness may have been a much worse execution overall, but it's the same basic idea. At what point does a film need something more than its metaphor or its reference to actually appeal to you guys? I'm going to have Always. to say... Always. Always, yeah. I, I don't watch movies because, like, I just want to see images. Like, if I wanted to do that, I would just, like, go watch a bunch of, like, Thomas Edison films where he just shot cats <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? He's like, well, go I mean... take a camera and go film this guy kissing this lady. Like... Movies, I mean, films are, yeah. There's an interest in, like, shitty things that I think we both share. Yeah. Like, we watch a movie because it's bad. Right. But uh, you can't make a movie that's, like, legitimately bad with no redeeming or fun features to it and have yeah. that sort of reaction. So I'd say always. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, hopefully that all makes sense. If not, I'll just end this by saying you guys are great, and I'm looking forward to whatever other stuff you do in the future. Hashtag oh, yeah. fans of Flyman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. My life is terrible. <laughs> That's what he says. That's him. Flyman, uh, you're the king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legally, you can't say that on this. Podcast. No, I can. I own him. I'm, I copywrote that shit, man. Oh, uh, well, legally, you can say that. <laughs> Uh, our next email is from Jack Carpenter, baby. Oh, shit, yeah. Who uh, titled his, his email Johnny Bootlegger for Prez. <laughs> because of the nasty alcohol I was drinking <laughs> when, when we were doing 2009. nine. Mhm. Uh, bros, I had an annoying Trek conversation today. Oh, God. So a co-worker who knows I like Trek asked if I was pumped for Discovery, and I told them I really wasn't because I'm convinced it's going to suck. Their response to me was, oh, well, at least you get to see more Star Trek. That shit infuriates me, not just for Star Trek, but for anything else. If you like something and they produce a new movie, show, game, whatever that thing, and it sucks, I'm allowed to be upset about that. Saying, well, at least you get more Trek would imply that me being critical of it means I'm being ungrateful or some shit. Yeah. Do you guys ever run into this? Perhaps it's just me, but I get super ticked when people respond with that. I don't know if you've heard of a little thing called the video game community. (laughs) But people will buy anything that's terrible and convince themselves it's not because it's more of it. Dude. It'll go away if I don't love it. I it's was like maybe in this shit the other time, the other day where people were talking about No Man's Sky, right? Yeah, yeah. People were like, "I don't understand why people are still mad about No Man's Sky." They're updating yeah. it and fixing it. Maybe because people paid for it already. It should have yeah. been fucking done when it came out. That's the thing, right? Yeah. There's always somebody to take up for horse shit. People will make excuses for anything because they like it. And And you bring It's like an abusive relationship, really. Oh, yeah. And you bring up, like, being critical of it means you're being ungrateful or something. Like, the thing is, you can be grateful for having a bunch of cool stuff that you really love, but you don't have to be grateful that you're getting shit of it later. Right. Like, I don't... I'm not grateful that a product is being made. Here's how I look at it with Star Trek, right? Like... Jeff and I weren't even alive for decades when Star Trek was invented. No. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, kiss Star Trek's ass, because it, it it was around before I even existed. I had nothing to do with Star Trek existing, and I really have nothing to do with it continuing to exist. No. So... I can like it or hate it, I I don't owe Star Trek anything, and it doesn't really owe me anything in the same vein, but like, if it's terrible, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, it's not good. There are good versions of it, and there are terrible versions of it. They're not not all one thing. You're not allowed to say things are bad on the internet, Josh. Yeah, I know. People get very upset. I know. Oh, I know. You're being a big (laughs) negative Nancy. That's right, I'm a big poopy pants pooping Uh, on everyone's poopy pants god everybody's in their fucking poopy pants uh jack continues that's like you being a fan of an award-winning beer and then someone turns that beer into milwaukee's best and being like hey at least you get beer that's exactly it anyway thanks as always guys jack carpenter p.s great analogy Unrelated side note, I was semi-considering going to MAGFest this January, and then Jeff mentioned a month or so ago that there would be Johnny Bootlegger there. So now I'm all in, baby. Super hyped to drink some Grape Shot JB at the Gaylord. Hope you guys are there. I'll be the dude walking around brown-bagging it, which I'm sure is totally allowed. Uh, you can, in certain parts of the hotel. You can definitely Man. just walk around with drinks. I am not staying at the Gaylord. <laughs> certain parts th- the in the... Uh, I mean, it's if you've never been there, it's tough to explain. It's fucking massive. It's huge. Um, so certain parts of it, they don't care. They're like, whatever, they paid to stay here, fucking whatever. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> I'm not staying at the Gaylord because holy fuck have you looked at those prices? Yeah, it's getting super... Ba- Dude, it's like really bad. Dude, like, they, I don't know, they're man. They're fucking making uh, you pay $200 deposit now on a room on top of everything else. No, that's fucking insane. That's yeah, I, crazy! I don't, I don't know. Dude, I, do. me and my friends got a, uh, a room like we got rooms at like just the Holiday Inn like in Alexandria yeah. across the bridge. Yeah. And two days after we got our uh, our shit they made it one of the official hotels and oh, jacked nice. the prices up. So we missed we almost got double priced. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do, man. I don't even know. I don't I I guess I, I guess you could stay in my room with my friend and make I, <laughs> I think we might like Airbnb or something. That's think, a good idea. Know. We were looking into that too. With like a hundred like with like ten of us. Like Jesus so I don't know Christ. dude. It's... It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. I mean, it's getting massive, though. Like, it's getting, like, ungodly massive. I feel like it's not any bigger than it normally is. Like, I don't know. It's always been kind of big. I don't know. People just know about it now, I guess. I I guess the thing about it as well on the website, they were talking about, uh, like, people kept reserving rooms and then just never showing up. Yeah, so let's punish everybody. Great. Thanks. Just punish everybody. $200 deposit. I don't care what their fucking excuse is. They just want to make more money. It's all bullshit. No doubt. People are doing this, so we'll uh, do this. Uh, money. Our next email <laughs> is from Sean Dupree. Oh, yeah. Who said, Hey, Trek Boys! Trek Boys! <laughs> 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 Big fan of video games here. Have you guys <laughs> played Star Trek Bridge Crew yet? Uh, uh no. no. I played uh like a beta of another game and then that game came out, or whatever. Uh the Star Trek Bridge Crew well, and I, I saw it and I was like games too, I mean <laughs> it was like another bridge like it was like based off of Star oh, Trek. Okay. I forget the name of it. Was it Pulsar? Um, no. Okay. It, it's not out yet. I don't know. I played I played at Magfest actually, so good segue. Good segue. <laughs> good segue. And uh I saw the Star Trek thing, and I was like, oh, this looks like a better version <laughs> uh, Please make it one of your tiers in that thing that might be announced soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow, that was a quick question. Boston Hi. Sean, or Sean Dupree. Boston that other Sean. Sean called me out. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Thanks, Great email. Thanks, famous Sean. Yeah. Our next email is from Colin Williamson. Who says, Dear Josh and Jeff, I'm a longtime Continue fan and typically antagonize Josh on Twitter and Twitch streams. When I heard about this podcast from Insert Other Continue related content, I knew uh-huh. I had to check it out. I didn't know anything about Jeff, but you have become one of my favorite hosts. Aww. Mine too. Aww, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> It genuinely warms my heart. <laughs> uh, because of the two of you, I have started to binge-watch TNG on Netflix. That's a oh, good idea. Yeah. That is a yeah. good life decision. I've been rewatching it at night before I go to sleep. Previous to this podcast, I hadn't really been into Star Trek and liked Star Trek 2009 because I live in Kansas, and that is what is expected of me. Oh, we do make fun of Kansas a lot here. <laughs> But after listening to you guys and watching TOS, I have become enlightened and now hate that pile of garbage JJ pushed on me. Oh my god, we have a convert! We brought someone into the light! We got another one, boys! (laughs) We got one! We got one! Uh, My only real memories of Star Trek previous to my recent interest was the episode The Game, where Riker brings that Candy Crush game that dispenses narcotics to the (laughs) crew members, and Wesley is in it for some reason. The fucking Candy Crush game. Yeah. Uh, I only remember that episode because after my mom watched it, she thought video games were addictive and limited how much I could play a day, so thanks, Will Wheat, and you greasy ass piece of dog crap what an interesting uh that's really interesting to me that your mom saw this episode and thought that that's that's really interesting you know uh, i had friends who had similar experiences with stuff where like i had a yeah. friend who watched that uh, whose parents watched that um uh law and order episode i think it was or criminal minds No, I think it was a Criminal Minds episode where, like, these guys were in an MMO and they, like, started kidnapping people and forcing them to play a real-life video game. (laughs) And, uh, she thought that video games were, like, satanic afterwards and, like, tried to get my friend to stop playing them, even though he was an adult. Yeah, there's no ulterior motive for one form of media to hate another form of media that's popular. not at all. Yeah, there's no, there's no, that's not propaganda. No. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for running in, Colin. I appreciate it. <laughs> Our next email is from Graham, who is a dude I know. What's up, Graham? Who said He spelled like Graham, like the weight or Graham? Graham. Or Graham. It's Graham. Graham. Okay. Graham. Uh, which Star Trek captain would fare the best in a planet of the apes scenario? <laughs> the original <laughs> Uh, What an uh, interesting question, Kirk. (laughs) Kirk, Because he's from that time when that movie was true. Kirk would definitely punch an ape. He would. He wouldn't care. Although Cisco would also punch an ape man. Yeah, Cisco wouldn't fuck around. Archer would also punch an ape man. Yeah, yeah. I think Archer might do the best actually. Probably. Well, he fights the Zindi and they have a primate. They're. They're five races. Yeah, he's got experience, folks. It's it's Archer, <laughs> got to be Archer. Also, he would uh, rip his shirt off and have the hairiest chest to match <laughs> the ape man. Well, they didn't wax right in the twenty-one fifties. <laughs> they didn't wax like Kirk did. No, they did not. <laughs> uh, we got quite an email here. Oh boy! Oh, thanks, thanks Graham. Graham. Uh, we got a pretty cool email from Kyle. Who says, hey, Trek boys. Trek boys. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do it every time. Every time. So I wanted to thank you both first off for getting me back into Star Trek. I grew up watching Voyager every night at 10 p.m. on UPN. And that was really it. We're ooping the night, (laughs) boys. (laughs) Enjoyed it, but it didn't spark an interest in much else. You made me watch quite a bit of TNG, a bunch of the movies, and random stuff here and there, and it's been great. Really glad I found this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I've been wanting to write you guys for a while, but I listen at work and in the car. I drive a ton. But always forget about it when I get home. Don't have enough podcasts to listen to, and I end up listening to fantasy fiction all over again. When oh, I'm to No! No! Listen to every fantasy fiction episode at least seven to eight times jesus they helped me get through some tough times that's cool uh gotta give credit to josh though for knowing about the podcast i follow everything within the continue verse big fan thank you continue smart guys five by five continue cast epic boobs epic boobs oh my god <laughs> epic boobs <laughs> that's a fucking deep cut <laughs> Epic boobs. It's a show about stuff. <laughs> uh, Cinephilia anon. That's cracking Nick. the spine. Goose yeah. bod, buds, Sorry. Oh my goose god. Goosebods. It's all about getting ripped. Goose uh, <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps. Fantasy fiction. Syndication station. Paul's comic alliance stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I missed something since you boys are so damn prolific. Damn. I think Josh is my favorite since I'm a ginger and we need to stick together. That's right. Damn or, right. Or maybe it's because you created Buffcat, Sid, Fred, etc. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying this. Jeff is great and I'm at this point just hoping he doesn't fire Josh. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> I'm never going to fire Josh ever <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Josh a raise. Yeah! A boner raise. Yeah, I give him a raise all the time, if you know what I'm saying, with my dick. Anyway. Too late. <laughs> I'm loving how consistent this show is. Feels like the week in between each show is a lot shorter than cracking the spines weeks. Man, this is a great, like, inside baseball email here. This is great. Anyway... <laughs> Gonna end by just saying Riker and Data have become my fucking heroes. Thanks for showing me how awesome Star Trek is again. Thanks for, thanks for like listening to all the stuff we do, and thanks for liking Star Trek, man. Yeah. I'm glad that like we got somebody to like Star Trek. That always makes me feel good. That's my favorite type of email when yeah. somebody says that they got into Star Trek because yeah, of yeah, that's us. great. And he sends, he sends off in this email with "Keep on trekking." Keep on track. Which, which would be a great tagline if it wasn't so similar to another tagline. <laughs> should be all the taglines they ever come up with. So keep, keep on, on whatever. Keep on something and, and keep on yeah. continuing. Yep, yep. <laughs> Our next email is from Other Sean. Other Sean. Who Uh-oh. says, hey guys, so I've been reading about that there Star Trek discovery. Yeah. Namely the whole new in quotation marks. Uh, You Uh can say that as sarcastically as you feel is needed. Information about the ridges on Klingons. Uh, Yeah. Something about them being genetic, reasons for being bald circulating around them, having heightened senses or some such. Yeah. Uh, Boy, this is going to be a show, guys. Uh, Yeah. Though it doesn't look like they're... uh, It does look like at least they're taking the Klingon language seriously. No more Kepler. Seems like they've got vocal coaches and stuff. Uh, though that is just from an io9 post. I'm not really digging deep here for facts. Uh Now that you guys are finished with the current movies and about to dive into the show proper, I'm glad to hear that you've got a game plan set up for it. should be fun to listen to. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch more Trek as time goes on, so maybe this will give me the kickstart I need to dive in proper again. Yeah, man. Get that shit Hell there. yeah. I'm looking at a picture of these Klingons. They look fucking terrible. Yeah. This shit looks stupid as fuck. They, the funny part about it is that uh, they've turned. You know how, like, when you say you don't like something? Yeah. Like, you don't like a show or something? people who are, like, brainwashed into loving it c- unconditionally turn yeah. one tiny thing you don't like about it into your only argument. And right, that's being, your only argument, you're right? You're just being, yeah. like... a Nitpicky. Nitpicking or, yeah. asshole. The Klingons yeah. have become that. Right. But they look like shit. And they, they look do. like fucking Klingons. They do look like shit. They look like I a can, different I, alien. Can, I can fucking complain about something when it looks terrible because this doesn't look like a Klingon. I don't get it. It's... It's like, the Klingons changed how they looked once before, but they looked better. Right, they made them, they, like, fixed them. Yeah, you should make them look better. Right. They showed, like, a, I think they're, like, ancient Klingons or something, so they're supposed to look, like, devolved- Oh, they're but, from like the past or some shit? Yeah. They're like cryogenic Klingons mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh I'm but, like, Why with this all the time? I with don't the know. Fucking... They, uh, they showed like a modern Klingon and he looks fairly similar to him, but he looks like a combination of them and like the eye patch Klingon from uh, the my, movies. Oh, cl- uh, Chang. Chang, yeah. Yeah. But, oh god. Man. Also, Jeff, those shirts turned out great. Can't wait to get the Go Climb a Mountain one next. Oh, my God, yeah! Go Climb a Rock is going to happen. Go Climb a Rock, I cannot wait for Go Climb a Rock. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess support you guys on some sort of money-based support web page, if that's a thing that's going to be announced Uh, soon. oh (laughs) Not yet announced, but heavily hinted at. We never hand at it. It's a secret. I mean, what are you talking about? It's just not something that's going to happen. We definitely didn't just record anything for it or anything. I'm winking at the microphone. You can't hear Wink. it. Wink. Wink. Uh, oh, and if you can f- figure out what my name is via my Twitter handle, good job. It's at not an actress with some underscores in it. Oh, and, okay. And his name is Sean. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna look him up. Uh, sh- I think it says in the bio of his thing who he's not. Uh, shouldn't be too hard. You've already mentioned the actress I share a name with. I'm still mad at myself for not keeping oh. the newspaper clipping of my namesake being kicked out of an Oscars party. Yeah, Sean, Sean King. Sean King. Oh yeah. Right. From uh, is it Sean King? Fuck no. What's her name? From fucking uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, what is her name? I'm looking it up here. It's something similar to that. It's Sean. She's she's great in that movie. Sean yeah. Young. Sean Young, yeah. She is great in that movie. Yeah, she went in Looney, Looney Tunes, though. It just like Kess's actress. Oh, she's fucking... That's right, she's fucking Lois Einhorn from <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Ace Ventura. Finkel. Hey, Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> is that a gun in your pocket? <laughs> Um, Looking forward to more great things from you guys. Now I'm off to finish stressing out about my buddy's bachelor party. What's oh, the stress yeah. out? Have a good time. If you have to plan it, it sucks. That sounds terrible. Just don't plan it like I always did and be like, what do you want to do? Get wasted? Cool. Let's just show up. Just show up to it and be like, oh, I was supposed to plan this? Fuck. I, I dude, I'm the worst human being. Sorry, be my sorry friend. that I ruined your bachelor party. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 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 Our next email is from Greg Gross, who says, Greg. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Uh, nice work finishing off the Kelvin movies, and I'm looking forward to hearing you cover the series. Series. Also, Jeff is hilarious on Twitter. Hey, thanks. Agreed. Man, I appreciate that. Anytime <laughs> anybody comes in and says anything nice about me, you're my new favorite. So <laughs> keep that in mind when you're writing emails, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> We created a Frankenstein. (laughs) That's right. I've always been a Frankenstein. Uh, Rewatching TOS, the episodes seem like stage plays that were filmed, heavy on premise, mostly light on practical special effects. Yeah. The Discovery trailers show some uh, premise. Premise? I think it's premise. Discovery trailers show some premise, but lots of uh, effects and whiz bangs. Whiz bangs? Yeah, a lot of lot of shiny objects. Do you think there could ever be a plain Star Trek again, similar to TOS, focused on exploration, scenarios, and diplomacy? Thank you, Uh, Greg. I would hope so. I like to think that that is possible. Yeah, in a perfect world, I think it's possible. I think, I I don't know. Like I, I know I go to bad for Star Trek Online a lot, but I think if you want that, just play Star Trek Online. I think Josh has finally talked me into playing Star Trek Online. I showed him a picture of a defiant ship, and it did—it did look really cool. It's—it's it's cool, yeah. It, it's yeah, just, I want to do more Star Trek fun stuff, and it seems to be like like Star Trek Online is it? I think you would really like it. The store like the story, is like Star Trek. It's like this is Star Trek, like, and they match like they Doctor Who it really well, where they match like things that you never even thought of. You're like, oh my god, that's like really smart, like how they did that like how they like wrote that story they're better writers than the fucking show writers it's ridiculous sometimes it doesn't take a lot well yeah, that might be it too well, I might be like oh this is great because it's not t- completely shitty the thing that's like I just don't think in today's like world of TV and movies that getting a old style Star Trek series is gonna happen anytime soon yeah uh, not just because Discovery's coming out or anything, but it's just everything is trying to be Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones now. Right. And you have to do that or your show's not going to get greenlit. Yeah. like uh, all, this, all the like behind-the-scenes stuff for Discovery is people being like, yeah, it's, we took a lot of inspiration from Game of Thrones. Right. Which is exactly <laughs> where you should probably not be taking inspiration for a Star Trek series. Right. I watched uh, a lot of um like the showtime and stars original shows and they're all just super ripoffs. Yeah. Even if they're nothing to do with game like fantasy, like like Penny Dreadful, it's like this is so dumb. <laughs> like this is so like everything's dramatic and oh, you know Josh, this is my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally never seen an episode. Of this. There's a Frankenstein in like the first episode. So you're like, what? Oh, cool. there's a Frankenstein in this show. <laughs> Okay, now I gotta watch it. I don't. Know <laughs> I've if only you... ever watched it with my girlfriend, and I was like, "This show's fucking insane." <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I fucking love Frankenstein. <laughs> I do. We. Well, I love. A... You just said you are a Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, I have to love my own kind. Do, I, do you really like Frankenstein? Yeah, I love the book. It's like one the of my, it's one of my favorite books. The book and is great. The book. Is I like great. the horror movie versions of him too, even though it has nothing to do with the book. We used to watch <laughs> the original like nineteen whatever the fuck Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. like, all the time. The Bela Lugosi, not Yeah, that, or like, not yeah. Bela Lugosi, Fucking. Uh, oh my god! I can't believe I forgot his name. God, okay, yeah, let's look it up. Everybody's gonna be mad at me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well. It's fucking, what's his name? Uh, I can remember this. This is riveting. Colin Clive. No. No. This is Rivening. Boris Karloff. Boris, Boris Karloff. Karloff. Sorry. Him Boris and Bella Gosi were just best friends, okay? So same, same guy, really, they're, they're honestly. different men, but <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for Halloween this year because we're just doing like a giant hammer horror, like, oh, yeah. uh, marathon throughout all of October that's awesome I'm really excited for that dude I've been jacked about Halloween too like I don't know there's something about Halloween Halloween's my fucking favorite I never used to like it that much but like as I get older like I really love it I don't know why shit gets spooky man it's so fun and like it really makes that time of year like super especially where I live in Bucks County like everything's all creepy and shit it rules oh it's perfect <laughs> it's. I just love getting the costume that like hardly anybody's gonna see, and just yeah. fucking like watching I horror movies. That's and... what I like. I don't like dressing up so much. Like I don't mind doing it, but like I just love watching movies like I was horror a Star movies. Trek. Man, last year, were you? oh yeah, that's right, you were. Yeah, I was. It was before I lost all the weight, so I was like the fat extra in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That was my character. Oh, man. Uh I don't know if we responded to your question. Oh, yeah, the answer is no. I don't think they're going to do a similar Star Trek to TOS ever. I really I, I, wish they would, but if they would, it wouldn't be in like within the next 10 years. No. So Like Discovery has to crash and burn pretty bad before they'll think of even Which it probably will. Not going to disagree with you. Definitely. <laughs> I'm not paying fucking whatever the fuck to no, watch that shit. Not fuck a chance. You. I'll watch the first episode because it's free, right? And then that's it. You know, it's free like your television station is. Yeah. Forever, dude. Like everybody's trying to get into the streaming game, and like it's not going to work. People aren't going to pay for seven or eight thousand streaming services. Yeah. Then you're just buying channels again. Yeah. That's it's like cable. It's cable again. <coughs> Please edit that out. <laughs> Uh, Thanks for writing in, Greg. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you saying nice things about me. But I do, too. I appreciate you guys saying nice things about Josh, too. Yeah! But it's expected with Josh because he's the best. (laughs) And, uh, again, if you would like your emails read on the air, please... Write to us at mclassemail at gmail dot com, and just for fun, you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Do it. Uh, we love all of you who wrote Thank in. Thank you. If you didn't write in, we like you as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're friend you. <laughs> <laughs> you ever got friend zoned by a podcast before? I'm, I bet you haven't. This now first yeah. time for everything though. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.